Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I am so excited for today's podcast. You know why? Why? Uh, I have one of my best friends in the world, Noah Ehrlich, on as a guest today. Noah? Well, not only do we have I, Noah on, he's Noah's our very first guest he on the is. podcast. We love you, Noah. Hi. Well, and I'm just going to say... Hi. Real, yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> I'm just going to say real quick, when you heard that intro that my wife, Deanne, does... As you said, and now one of my favorite people, and my daughter and I both looked at each other and smiled because you're one of our favorite people. That's very true. My mom <laughs> adores you as well, um, which I'm just going to preface this now. Um, Noah and I have a running joke. I've known Noah since what, like we were in ninth grade, so that's 10 years? Mm-hmm. Is that 10 years? That's 10 years. Wow. Okay, so 10, <sighs> ten years. Um and uh, there's like kind of a running joke that um, one of our other good friends uh, is my wife and that together we had our son, Noah. So Noah, I might refer to him as my son throughout this. We'll see how much it comes out. Which and makes then, him my grandchild. And then, yes, he, uh, my dad might also call <laughs> Noah his grandchild. But we'll just, you know, we'll roll with it. And um, I'm so happy to have you. So the questions that we were going to ask is because Noah is such a great saver. And I feel like um, you're kind of a great example of someone who has been able to save as much as you have. Absolutely. And um, so we're going to ask some questions about that because Noah also, I mean, if you want to explain it yourself, but you have like a, you know, consistent job that is, you know, Monday through Friday and whatever other commitments it is. But, um, well, but let's just start with, so no, you're what, 24? Yeah. All right. So he's 24 out of college, two years. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, you're like, of six weeks older than me ish. And, um, it doesn't make sense that I'm your mom, but it's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah. So you've, how long have you been with, um, where you're at right now? Your current job. Yeah. So the current job, um, actually in uh, just under a week, I will have been there for one year, which is really exciting. Oh my gosh. That's an anniversary. I, the, the pandemic has gone on so long. I just had no idea, but yeah, I bet I guess yeah, that's right. Cause you got yeah. it right as it was starting and everything had really shut I down. I did. Yeah. I, I haven't gone uh, into work. I have been working remotely from the first day I started there. So it's been a little odd, but um, you know, still there and still checking along, which is great. Will you um, be in the offices soon? I know that um, Caltech is doing stuff like that. Um, probably not at least until the, the end of this year at the earliest, um, just cause we have to get students back on campus and such first. So, um, it's, it's unlikely that I'll get to go into the office anytime soon, which is not a huge deal, but you know, I would like to see my coworkers in person one day. Yes. Right. Well, that fingers crossed that that happens before the end of the year and that, you know, most everyone can get back to normal for the end of the year. Um, so I guess the mm-hmm. first question I had in terms of saving is how do you go about saving so much? And I guess dad, this also goes towards you and how maybe you do it. So I don't know if you guys want to take turns. Well, let me just say real quick, because I don't know, is there a percentage that you save each week or month or whatever it is? Um, when I was in, in college, I, I saved like a specific percentage. Now um, it's, 
it can vary a little bit, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck, but it's, it's usually around um, 30 to 40% um, just because of really how little I spend on other things that I, I'm able to like put that much away each, uh, every two weeks, I guess. Amazing. So two things. My dad, I mean, no, you can't see it, and I wish you could. He just looked at me, and his mouth, his jaw dropped, and his eyes went big, and he was, like, like pretending to scream, but, like, silent screaming just out of pure joy and excitement hearing that, um, number one. And, and, but I'll say that because I know you're miles ahead of the game. I read an article once, and I don't know exactly where I read it, but it said something like, if you're making a decent salary, and I don't know what that number would be, and if you could save 40 or more percent of your salary within seven years, you could set yourself up for life. Meaning like, oh, I, I don't like this job anymore and I'm going to find six months to find another job. You could set yourself up for life. Yeah. And you are so on the right path. So I guess I'll just yeah. ask this as well. Was that 30 to 40 percent um, before the pandemic and in a job you had? Because I know you had a slightly... Like it was like a similar job in a similar environment, but was that the same thing um, like before this current job? Um, yeah. So the, the job I have right out of college, um, I was I was probably saving closer to 30% at that time um, because I, I was lucky enough to stay with um, family friends when I moved back to LA. And then when I did get my own apartment for a year, um, I... Was, was putting a little less to savings because I was paying for rent. Um, and now with, with the situation I'm in, I do save a little more than I was at the last job when I had the apartment and everything, um, simply because I, I'm lucky enough that I don't have to pay rent right now. Um, but that'll be changing in just a, a couple right. months. And it'll probably go back down, you know, having to get a new car and everything as well. Um, but the the way that I have my budget set up right now, it's still at least going to be like 25 to 30% when, when all of that happens. Right. Um, but that's still a so really big it, chunk of, of change. So that's really impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the most part, I'd say it usually hovers like if, if I did like an average, probably around 30. Um, but like, you know, some weeks it's, it's higher than others. So it just kind of depends. Right. Now, do you feel when you put away 30%, you are really giving up a lot? And that's funny because that was my that was my similar like a next question I had. Um, I it depends on the week. If it's a week where I you know am paying like my credit card bill or something like that, it does feel like it's it's more because I'm spending I'm spending money and saving money, and I I sort of act as if the money I'm saving has been spent and I can't use it. Um, so in that sense, like when I look at my spending account, I'm like, oh no, I have nothing there, so I can't spend anymore. Um, but you know, on the off weeks, it, it doesn't feel that bad because it's, um, you know, just the same amount that goes out every time. Right. Um, well, dad, were you going to say something? Well, that leads to this question. So do you use sort of a budgeting app or do you have a budget? Uh, yes, I do have a budget. I've tried some different budgeting apps. Um, but I didn't, they, they were all sort of like, you know, save, um, you know, for next thing. And like, you can like sort them all these different ways. And I couldn't really get a picture of like what things would look like by the end of this year or into next year. Um, so I ended up using Excel and just kind of built a very rudimentary budget, um, on, on my own and, um, have, you know, 
the paychecks and the different um, uh, expenditures with savings and things like all going in, in to calculate that. Um, and it kind of just holds all of it in one place, which I, I kind of enjoy. Well, I was, that was going to be one of my questions was I know you have your own Excel sheet and I feel like if I know you, part of it is color coded and you've actually, you've shown parts of (laughs) it to me before, (laughs) just super excited because I know it's something that you do. I don't know how often you update it. I feel like you kind of at least keep on track of it every two weeks is I think what you told me ish. Yeah. Like essentially whenever I get a paycheck, I usually log in and make sure that like everything is up, up to date by that point. Uh, if I'm really busy, it might be less. If I'm super bored, it might be more. It just kind of depends. Right. But it's at least every two weeks, I'd say. Yeah, which I think that's pretty impressive because I think it's basically just whenever I get a credit card bill, I'm like, oh, right, I have to pay this. And I just like put it into a binder and then that's it. I'm not really in the budgeting stage yet because mm-hmm. I don't have to be. But you're you're a very smart son and you got that from your other mother versus me. Uh, <laughs> um, no, that's not true. Um <laughs> I find it fascinating because what I did when Excel didn't even exist. Yeah, it, how did you do it? I just did a piece of paper. Like I would get like a, a loose leaf binder or something like that. And I would make columns. And like, this is how much is going to utilities. This is how much is going towards rent. This is going right. towards that. And being a freelancer, I kind of knew what I was bringing in every week, but I never knew when the job was going to end. The job could end in 13 weeks. The job right. could end in 20 weeks. So I was always mm-hmm. trying to save like more than 40%, but I wasn't actually putting a percentage on it. I was going, right. okay, if my monthly nut was like this much rent, this much groceries, this much gas, this much for insurance, whatever, and that became X, what if I didn't work for four months because my show got canceled or whatever it was? So I couldn't say the percentage I did, but I just said, oh, I need a cushion. Right. And the cushion was even on top of my emergency savings. So right. do you have an emergency savings like six months? Um, yeah. So I, I think at this point it is like, based, again, cause I, I'm lucky enough to not be paying rent right now um, based on like what I will probably be paying later this year. I think I have about um, eight or nine months worth of rent. And like other things that, you know, that can go towards, um, wow, but so it, it's not quite a year. Noah, um, my jaw just dropped. I'm like so happy. I had no <laughs> idea you were, you were like in, uh, I mean, that's amazing, especially considering this year. I'm like, I'm so happy. Well, I have to ask this yeah. now. How much peace of mind does that give you? A, a very, very, uh, uh, it, it's a very good feeling. Um, and it's, it's nice knowing because especially, you know, since I was new at my job going into the pandemic, I, you know, quit my job and had two weeks off before starting a new one. And in those two weeks, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have a job. I'm stressed. And right. then at the end of 2020, uh, a lot of people at Caltech got laid off and I was lucky enough not to be one of them. But, um, you know, it was, it was a nerve wracking time since I was still so new. I was like, right. of course, you know, I'd be one of the first people to go and, um, and all of that. And so just knowing and, and seeing it obviously still gets to grow makes me feel good in that. Like if something would happen and I, you know, ended up really disliking my job, I wouldn't have to stay there if I didn't want to, or if, you know, I did get let go, um, you know, it would, it would be okay for a little while. Right. So it's, it's very relieving to like know that I don't have to worry that much, especially during a pandemic. Yeah. Well, I remember those. Yeah, two, exactly. I remember those two weeks too, where it was like 
everything was really shutting down for everyone. And it, there was uh-huh. a weird transition to working from home if you could. And I remember yeah. it was like a very strange time to just be hired on or like begin the mm-hmm. hiring process even because, you know, I think kind of towards the end of February, there were rumors that like there were major parts being shut down elsewhere. But once it really hit the U.S. and like major things started getting shut down, it was like, oh, OK, everyone is canceling everything. So I'm really happy that mm-hmm. they were able to make work from home work for you. Um, yes, I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask, in terms of expenses and stuff, do you how um, tightly do you monitor stuff like, oh, I can buy gas at Costco and it'll be cheaper, or if I rent at this place or I have a friend who'll let me use their guest house and so then it'll be much cheaper. How closely do you monitor that? Um, when it comes to gas, because uh, you, you know you you two know about my lovely old uh, <laughs> minivan that I have, yes. and how gas guzzling it is. Um, I do for for gas. Um, typically, try to keep an eye out for cheaper things, and actually, Costco is usually where I go because it's usually cheaper. So when I go see friends over there, um, I I typically stop. Um, and when it comes to like rent and, rent and and other things like that or, or shopping, you know, if I want to get some new things, I try my best to, you know, find a good deal or, you know, coupons or sales or whatever it, it might be. Oh um, and, you know, sometimes, of course, I'll, I'll splurge and whatnot, but like it, for the most part, I try my best to get things, you know, on the cheaper side. <laughs> I So Noah, in you saying that, I would like, if you, you know, if you feel comfortable in doing so, um, can you explain how you furnished your entire apartment? Uh, yeah. Cause so you, you did some very amazing things using, I think what Facebook marketplace or something. And I yeah. just, what you came away with was pretty incredible. I feel like you found some pretty amazing, perfect things, but, um, I'll, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. Um, so there were a few things that I, you know, did buy new from Ikea, but again, I think at least three, two or three of the like four things that I got from Ikea, I got on sale, which was great. Um, And then, yeah, I got a desk and a nightstand off of Facebook marketplace. And it was this really nice, big, like six foot long desk, kind of an absurd size, but um, I actually ended up getting that one for free. It was supposed to be like 50 bucks. And I got there and the people were just like, go ahead and take it. And I felt very lucky. And then, the uh-huh. nightstand I got um, also off Facebook Marketplace was um, it, it matched my bedroom set perfectly from Ikea, which was awesome. Uh, but it was $25 instead of, I think, 75 I want to say. Um, so, you know, buying certain things used is worth it, which is great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just remember you in the process of, like, furnishing some stuff when you needed to. And you came away with all of that. And I was like, didn't you come away with like a couch that just was sent to you? And it was like a mistake. And they just said, oh, just keep the oh couch. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Wow. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I mean, it was like I a mini spent, couch. It was weird. But it, it was, it was mini. Like they did, they did, you know, kind of screw that up. And so like, I was just like, hey, like I want to return this. And they were like, nope, it's free. Um, and you can keep it. And I was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. And, um, that's actually now with my dad, I ended up getting a bigger one. Right. Um, and my dad got that, but um, he, you know, to use for his dog. <laughs> in, in total, the Ehrlich family household got, uh, two couches for the price of one. Yeah. You know, so, and that, yeah, that makes yeah, me it think it was, it was 
cheaper to have you keep it than them to pay for someone to ship it back. Probably. You know, the right. cost yeah. of picking it up and shipping it back, they're like, that'll be more expensive here. We'll give you it for free. Well, and it makes it makes yeah. me wonder, too, how much it would have cost had that been the couch you actually ordered. Um, like the, yeah, the value of that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, I got to say, I don't know if any of our listeners have, uh, you know, a lot of experience shopping for couches, but this was like in a strange small size. So it wasn't like you got like this huge L shaped cloud, but it was like still a couch. Like I still, I think I took a nap on it once. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyways, uh, you did mention like gas and then also your car. And that kind of leads me to one of my other questions was what are the biggest goals you are saving for? Because I mean, I, you know, I think you guys can go back and forth on this because dad, I know you clearly had things you were saving for. Um, but like I mean, the maybe, house. like the house, but also just clearly saving for long-term things. Like you clearly wanted to, you know, be able to just like get by, but also your concern was like keeping everything safe in the event that in the freelance world, your work gets canceled, your show gets canceled. But Noah, I know one of your answers already um, but I, I, I didn't want, I, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about some of your, um, your bigger goals that you have saved for besides clearly the cushion you already have, which is incredible. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, as, as the best friend and mom, you, you do know quite a few of those um, I, I goals do, that yes. I have, but, um, <laughs> yes, one of them, one of them, um, for, uh, later this year is to get a new car, um, because I have had two hanging down minivans. Um, that are both, well, the one did break down on me and the second one is currently breaking down on me. What is um, the mileage so at on it, your blue minivan? Just out of curiosity. I know. It's over a hundred. Right? I just looked at it. it oh yeah. It's, it's at 205,800. I want to say as oh of um, earlier today. Um, so yeah, it's, it's up there. It's 16 ish years old at this point. Um, so it's, it's done its job. <laughs> it's, it's gotten you from point a to b and done so safely but it's definitely i didn't know even yeah. know that minivans could last 16 years i had no idea that it was actually that much i knew it was over a hundred thousand i did not know you would pass oh wait maybe you i think you sent me yeah. a snapchat when it, it passed to two hundred thousand. so maybe sorry i forgot yeah but. it was it was very exciting <laughs> that i got to be there for those milestones and you know shout out for honda for you know building a great car that lasted for so long so clearly um it's to the point where you know like i i could choose to spend like four thousand dollars to fix everything that needs to be fixed in the car or i could use that you know towards a new car and the the, the answer in my mind is kind of obvious well and also too knowing that that four thousand will only get so many more miles out of the car um that four thousand right. mm-hmm. might only exactly. take you you know another ten thousand i feel like cars weren't meant to go super duper long but um yeah a new yeah, car exactly. that's a great goal especially like while we're you know young and everything or at least while like buying a house isn't in the near, near, near immediate future. Um, yeah. So was there anything besides the car outside of, you know, because right now I get to, to save money for rent later this year. I guess that's sort of the only other thing. Um, when I, I move back um, to LA, cause I'll be gone for a little while and then um, moving back to actually live with our, our other good friend. Um, I think that would My be sort of the only other thing. Yeah, yes, the wife, the other mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so as the grandpa in this whole solution, right? I would like to say we need to start a new uh, segment of this podcast called "Be Like Noah." 
Really, though. <laughs> and Noah, I, I love how you're entertained by I that. He has a full serious I face. Am. I know <laughs> you're laughing, but I think one of the keys to some sort of financial independence, and I know that word means nothing to someone who's 24, but someone who is like on the right path is, I think, that being a person who's probably never owned one of my cars for less than 12 years. And it didn't wow. mean I drove it into the ground totally, but I got everything out of it. Because was the Honda that got that someone like ran into, did that, that last was, you? Yeah, that was, probably, that was 12. Wow, nice. But my point is that when you start out at a young age, starting to save and starting to build a life, if you do stuff where you are driving the $200,000 mile minivan, will let you get ahead. Now, obviously, there's a point of break-even where it's like, okay, it doesn't make sense because of the repairs to do this anymore. But if you can do that, I can all but guarantee you I see the future, and it's very successful for you. It's very successful. I'm, yeah. just, I'm excited for the future car you intend to get, and I feel like that's <laughs> going to be very, very fun. And also because, like, you're doing it, and it's what you want versus, like, you're not, you're not, you know, I don't want to say skimping on anything, but it's something that clearly like you've worked hard for, you saved up for, and you've really driven those minivans like since high school. Like you, I mean, (laughs) genuinely though. Okay. You, you drove from LA to Michigan and then Michigan to Seattle, right? In that minivan? Um, Other, other way around. I drove from Seattle to Michigan so I could get my stuff to move out. And then from Michigan to Seattle, uh, Michigan to LA with all my stuff. Yeah. Um, to like move back to LA in 2019. But yeah. but yeah, that, that was, you know, it started when I got it. What was that? Two, two years ago, almost. It was like at 174, 175,000 miles or so. Um, so since then, like in 2019, I've driven it like almost 20,000 miles. Um, or 30,000 30, miles almost. Um, so it's, you know, done a lot for me because of how much I have driven it back and forth between places. Well, I know because you, you can, you're very proud on making your trips to Seattle when you can. Or like doing it in <laughs> yeah. like a day or like not even a day. You definitely did it once in a day and I'm very impressed. But I'm, I I'm, did. I did do it in 22 hours once and I, it was not a smart idea. Would not do it again, but <laughs> I did do that. But you know, you can put your stamp on it and say I did it and no one has to tell me to do it again because I already did it. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was going to say that like, clearly you've made the sacrifice to like, Oh, okay. It's going to be more expensive, but it'll, like the hassle will be easier to just like ship all the boxes I can. And that'll be that. Like, that's what I think, uh, or, or like pack as much as I can in suitcases. And that'll be that. I think there's a handful mm-hmm. of people who would just rather choose that. But I think, you know, I don't know how much money you saved in shipping and also just Getting a nice road trip out of it. I'm personally someone who loves road trips, and I don't know how uh, my dad or my mom feels, but about road trips. But I personally, well, I love them. I love road trips. I love them so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I I do too, and I don't know how much you know the the cost difference would have been from because I you know got a flight to Seattle and then drove you know that whole way getting gas, you know, staying at hotels, um, and doing all the same thing, you know, going from Michigan to LA as well, but one of the things I did do before that trip, you know, speaking of all the, the budgeting and whatnot was, um, you know, looking at averages, um, for, you know, the, the previous few months of gas, um, in all the different States I was going to be going to. And, 
um, obviously finding you know good hotel deals so that I had an idea of you know how much am I going to be spending um, over these couple of, of days or I think it was like a two week trip. Um, and, you know, also utilizing, you know, friends I had in Chicago and Kansas and Arizona and being able to, like, stop with them and stay there rather than paying for a hotel. Well, um, so in, in the end, it, you know, wasn't horrible. But, you know, the gas is definitely what, what was most of the cost. Right. I'm just I also got to say, speaking of, like, the friends that you have everywhere, you have a lot of friends in a lot of different states. And it always, like, has impressed me that I feel like you've still gotten to prioritize visiting them and you don't, like sacrifice seeing your friends at all and I feel like you very much make that a priority even though you're still you know saving you know anywhere from 25 to 30 percent you know of your paycheck at least I mean I think that's still really impressive Mm -hmm. because I feel like the notion and always is that travel is kind of expensive and if you're staying with friends like of course that um helps with the fees and stuff but I'm someone who personally I can't wait to travel when it's safe to um yeah I guess travel more when it's safe to and um yeah I so I'm just, I'm very impressed that you can, you can make everything meet, ends meet, of course, but then also save and then also still like live a life. You're like, you're not like no TV, no Netflix, no nothing, no this, no that. Like you make it work that you're not mm-hmm. living some like to the extremes of life in trying to save. You're not killing yourself to save 30% is I guess what I mean. Well, the thing I love is like yeah. how much you prepare. So like, for instance, when I'm. Oh, he prepares the most. No, but when I was when I was your same age, Google didn't exist. So the fact that you can right. look up and go, okay, I actually actually would have to go to the library if I had to find out. Okay, what's a good place <laughs> on the path if I'm driving from Texas to California? What's maybe two hotels that are reasonable that I can afford and not too expensive? And so, where's the gas I can buy? I'd have to do a ton of research at a library or something like that. This is so great that you actually did this because at the, let's say one month from now, if you're putting it on a credit card, that's when the bill appears and you're like, oh, I made a mistake in terms of like my next pay. Yeah, it's not cash coming out of your hand. It's yeah, yeah, because it's just a piece of plastic that you're potentially using. I'm assuming you're using a yeah. credit card. If you yeah. know that in <laughs> advance- much. You don't get sticker shock in a month when the bill comes. Right. Well, it's so, so smart. When you came exactly. out here from San Antonio, Dad, did you? So from New York to San Antonio, did you drive or did you fly? Drove. You drove, and then from San Antonio to LA, you definitely drove. Did you just kind of like, okay, I have enough, I know to like stay in the hotel when I need to and pay for gas, and then that was kind of it. Like you came to LA with whatever you came with. I did have a credit card that was like a thing co-signed by my my dad. So that was a backup emergency plan. Right. But I did use my own cash that I had earned. Right. So, but that was cash that you didn't have like another credit card. No, yeah, if I pulled right. into a gas station, I paid with cash. Right. Because yeah. I didn't want my dad to get the credit card bill because I wanted to be independent. Right. Yeah. So, but so mm-hmm. it's just different how you guys both managed to do it. I mean, I don't know that uh, there's any cross country trips that are like, okay, I'm starting with whatever I have here um, that are in our future. Because I know, Noah, you're in LA and I think that's generally the plan once you're back later this year and then yeah you know, same for me for or, sure. <laughs> um but yeah i i just think it's pretty interesting the differences in how um you can save but that you know no matter the time difference whether you have google on your side or not uh you both managed to save a significant amount which i gotta say it's really weird that you're older than google dad that's why don't tell me <laughs> that google's old google's listen google's, google's, google's been here forever you're, come on, you're, you're not. Can I tell you something? When I, when I was born, the earth was a, 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 a molten lava. Stop. There were no rivers or oceans quite yet. Did you know that 
Did you know that and Betty White was born before sliced bread? Did you know? I did know that. It's a great fact. <laughs> when when your mom says your dad is older than dirt, she's not kidding. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, but uh, I, I have a, I have one oh, last no question. Um, so yeah. because you're saving thirty to forty percent, depending on you, you mm-hmm. know, your your living conditions, are you doing any investments? I am. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Um, so I I have a retirement account through through work. So you know I get I get that matching, and um, I do whatever. I can't remember what percent of, of you know the paycheck they match, but it's like three or four something like that percent. Um, so like I do enough to like match that and get like you know the the extra money from that uh, sort of dollar to dollar, um, and then um, I know you guys have talked a lot about um, this this on on your show, but um, starting I think it was four years ago now, three or four years ago, I I started a Roth IRA, um, so I have that um, as well, and um, my dad helped me start last year um, uh, like a true like investment. Um, brokerage account account through yeah like through charles charles schwab um so i have yeah, a couple of those things too? going so wait a second yeah. son. <laughs> so am i let me see if i'm right through your work you have like a 401k mm-hmm. is that right like yeah re- exactly yeah you also have a roth ira and then mm-hmm. you have a brokerage account so you have those three things at age 24 and mm-hmm. you have about nine months. We have to do a segment called Be Like Noah. Well, here we go, folks. <laughs> Listeners, you, hear it, you heard it here first. We are starting the Be Like Noah segment. I'm telling you, we have to interview you in like five years and go, oh, you are right. Compound interest works. So if you keep saving, even if it's just the 3% of your check or whatever they're matching or whatever's happening, I'm telling you, you, it, you probably don't see it for seven years, maybe 10 years, but then you go, Whoa! What happened to this account? Look how big it is, and you're going to see. Yeah, it. I, I haven't checked that one since. I think they started matching me like six months into me working there. So you know, back in like in September, and I think that was the first time I had checked it since I started working. And because I hadn't thought about it, I was like, "Wow, there's a lot more in here than I thought was going to be in here." And you know, that was only after six months, so that was just kind of an exciting thing. And I haven't looked at it since then. <laughs> Well, and, and can I tell you, it's one of the things we say on this show all the time. One of the hallmarks of like financial independence is, okay, you've already made it up in your mind. I'm putting away 3% of my check, 5%, whatever it is. And you're putting away mm-hmm. in a retirement account, your brokerage account or something like that. And you don't look. You absolutely don't look. And then after six months, you look and you go, oh, wow, because it didn't seem like that big of a pain when it was coming out of my check because I had them automatically withdraw it. And so I'm living mm-hmm. on the three to five percent less or whatever the percentage is, and you go, Wow. And by not looking, it sort of helps you, you know, wait a second, if I could put away seven percent now, what would that do? And there's all those compound interest calculators out there, but that's the fascinating yeah. thing that you get it at such a young age. Well, I was gonna ask this one thing. You're saving you know, you have the percentage that's being taken out of your paycheck and then you also have the money you're just physically putting away, you know, let's say it's a thousand dollars you're putting away, you know, and it's, it's easily accessible. It's, it's, um, liquid of liquid. It's yeah, yeah it's liquid. It's in mm-hmm. cash um, basically. Yeah. You can withdraw it at mm-hmm. any point. Have you thought about like consistently putting that part of it now that you have 
like a liquid eight to nine months. Have you thought about, I guess also to, you still have the car in mind, but um, putting any of that money back into the brokerage. So like you're saving 25% and 10% of that is going into, you know, a, uh, a brokerage account so that that works for you too, versus just like, uh, you know, a, like your like Caltech matching it and you know, whatever percentage coming out. Like, have you ever thought about increasing that? I guess. I, I just want to make sure I understood that correctly, but like for the the money that I, I put away into sort of the, you know, the, the rainy day fund, are you asking if any of that stuff goes into the, the like Schwab account or are yeah. you asking it, like into like a index fund or something? Cause I, I only ask because I yeah. am constantly fascinated that my dad over here, I feel like most of, you know, the, the everything you have saved isn't liquid. I would say um, I have. So, and I just didn't know if that I was something liquid, that you were planning on doing. To liquid well. wise, I probably have at least three years worth of like running this house in terms of. Well, we don't have a mortgage, but you know, uh, like all of just you know property taxes, to live here. property taxes, gas every month, mm-hmm. insurance, yeah. etc., whatever. Um, that it could live here at least three years in the amount I have, so that when that money that's coming in from my paychecks. I put a, a large chunk of that into um, investments. So I I guess my whole point is that like maybe at our age, you still want to save for the rainy day fund. You still are like budgeting to save for the car. So that's not something what you're thinking about. But when you do have the car, when you still do have the rainy day fund, when maybe you have like a bonus or an increase, it just makes me wonder if you have plans to like, okay, they're putting three to three to 5% or three to 4% of my check into a brokerage account. Let me also you know, well, put you, in what I think I can do this month. I mean, you can still, yeah, keep, and you can still keep that same nine months or whatever you have. But in, if you were putting away 5% of your check and it got automatically withdrawn into whether it's the retirement 401k or the brokerage account, you could say instead of 5%, I wanted to be 6%. Right. So I guess that's a, that's kind of an option you tell like whoever mm-hmm. gives you the paycheck. I, cause I don't, I essentially kind of, work for myself, but you know, just a whole bunch of different companies. So I haven't necessarily done that yet. But if I know that I had a consistent paycheck coming and I just wonder if like me personally, I would feel ready to do that yet. Cause like me, every single paycheck I get, I haven't really invested it into, uh, like the index fund. I just kind of keep it. Cause I just want, I still want to save for my rainy day fund. Essentially. I just want to be able to, you know, access it whenever I need to. I just didn't know your thoughts about that. It's, I know it's more long term, but I just thought I'd ask you. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's a good question. So I, I definitely, um, you know, do try to add, you know, to the, the brokerage account, um, you know, outside of the, the one that Caltech does and, and matches with. Um, and the, the, the rainy day fund um, is, you know, sort of set for, for what I kind of want it to be right now. And then, you know, it's sort of still saving, saving up for the car um, as I, as I work towards that. So those are, kind of the two main things I, I, you know, am, am doing with the money that I'm saving from the paycheck right now. Um, but you know, like when I first got my job out of college and, um, was living with, with family friends for, for a few months, that was when, um, I was kind of like building that up, um, before I got my first apartment here in LA. So great. It's amazing. I mean, can I ask you real quick? So that when you do do, Mm -hmm. 
uh, the 401k is matched by Caltech, do they automatically mm-hmm. withdraw your amount or you like get your check and then put it into that account? They, they take it. So like on, you know, my pay stub, I'll see, you know, however X amount is taken out that like I asked them to when I was, you know, um, filling paperwork out or whatever. And I can go into my account and like change it to higher or lower if I want it to be different. Um, uh, but I, I haven't felt the need to change it up to this point. So, you know, what they say, one of the things that is, you know, we've preached on this show, which is pay yourself first, which is you are not missing whatever that percentage that they're having withdrawal of your check. And then they're matching yeah. three to five. You're not missing it. And it's one of the hallmarks of financial success or financial independence or just some sort of, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a grip on where my world is heading is that when it's automatically taken out, you don't miss it. And then you turn around yeah. and you go, wow. Yeah, if it's something you're used to, you go, oh, wait, that's what that did? So what Noah's doing by an automatic withdrawal from his check is paying himself first. Even if that, even if that money just went into your cash savings account, because you could probably set that up with your bank, like, oh, will you make sure that every check I deposit, X amount goes into my savings, X amount goes into this or whatever. Yeah, or check Or you're doing that with Schwab or whatever. Um, it's just amazing what you're doing because I think, you know, you're 24. I think if we talk to you at age 30, 31, you're going to go, oh yeah, I'm well on my way. I either have a house or I'm well on my way to having a house. And I see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, in terms of like, Mm -hmm. you know, by age 42, I could be financially successful if I stay on this path. And as my salary goes up, if you keep the the same percentage of 35% of your salary was going into savings, you could literally Mm -hmm. say to yourself at age 45, I literally have the option to do whatever I want the rest of my life in terms of either retiring or just taking two years off to to find another job that I'm dying to do. Traveling like I know you love to do. So (laughs) That's, I'm glad you said that, Caitlin, because that was definitely the first thought I had. I mean, because I mean, that's what I want to do too. So we'll we'll do it together when it's um, safe but, too. But not only that, when you're that back to our old stomping grounds, when you're that smart and you've saved that much up that you could take a year off and just travel the world before you took exactly. that before you took that year off and traveled the world because of how smart you are about saving. You guys have probably found out 18 months in advance all the best travel deals to take a year from now when you're taking a year off. Ooh, yeah. And so then, I want a travel yep. hack with you, Noah. And then you guys would travel yep. travel hack it so that even though you had saved this lion's share to take a year off, it would have been like you took two months off because of all the deals you got for that year. I mean, mm-hmm. I sure but hope so. It, it sounds like what I'm going to do, yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad we both have that I, you know, plan in mind. Um, but I, I didn't know if you had any other questions. I think we, I questioned myself out. You I, gave no, such amazing answers and you in the process got your own segment on the show. <laughs> I, I know I was not expecting that, but it's quite the honor. I have to say. <laughs> no, I, I, the thing I'm thrilled about is that, you know, when my talk to my daughter, she is always, you know, compassionate and feels for other people. And so she does know a number of people that she's either graduated with or are in the same age category who are not working as much or do not have their job that they really want to do, or they're just barely getting by or they're unemployed and living with their parents, whatever it is, that's totally, totally acceptable and understandable. There are people that were 30 who were living with their parents strictly 
when there wasn't a pandemic. And so now with a pandemic, it makes it, makes it that much harder with jobs and job security. The fact that you're doing all of this during a pandemic, I applaud you. It's just outstanding. Grandpa is proud. No, it's just having a plan <laughs> so that you can see the future. And, and I think part of what you're doing is it's what's called delayed gratification. You don't have mm-hmm. to have the coolest car now, even though you could afford one that probably, you know, you keep your job for two years, you can easily pay off for it because you'd have a really high monthly car payment or something. Well, I think we have to at least say you are still going to get a dream car, but you're going to do it on your own terms and you're not going to like spend every last dime you have on it. Well, but not only that, you're you're not going to have this colossal payment, monthly payment. If you put down enough money, then you won't have a colossal monthly payment and you'll go, right. oh, that fits within my budget. Yeah. And by thinking yeah, it out exactly. like that and, that. and that's the goal. Yeah, when you think it out like that, you are way, way ahead of it. I think you're like the perfect example because of what I think is, not only do I think your generation and my daughter's generation is going to save the planet environmentally because of how amazing you guys are, but there are, you're the perfect example of what I think of. There's people out there who are already starting to do this saving and automatic withdrawals and, and have a game plan about, like, how do I get across the country and what are the cheapest hotels or what can I afford so you don't get the sticker shock? It's sort of delayed gratification, and you've found a way to do it and not miss out. And I I'm, I'm just applaud you. I think it's amazing. Yes, proud grandpa and well, proud Thank mom. you. So uh, the <laughs> next segment I appreciate will be- that. This this week's example of be like Noah. That's going to be a new segment we have right. to do. There we go. Um, well, I I have to thank you. Uh, you were on our podcast and you were with us with all the highs and the lows. Just basically me figuring out how to make sure we could properly call you in. Um, but uh, I love you. I'm so happy you're in my life. Thank you so much for being our first guest. This is I'm thrilled you are our making. first. I'm thrilled you're our first guest, and I know. In six to seven years, we're going to call you back and you're like, oh, yeah, I have a seven-year plan from here to retire. And I'm like, Grandpa wants to go on the same countries you're going to. Yeah, you guys are going to go on trips. I'm just going to be like, okay, like, um, I guess I'll see you when you come back. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be great bonding time. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much. And thank thank you. you, everyone, for listening. I hope you got something out of it and you enjoyed it. And we will see you next time. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.